BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN. You heard Brent Musburger, the sports betting network, as we welcome you back. Smack dab in the middle of the week. I always feel like this is a chance to like take a deep breath because then once we get to tomorrow, Thursday, you kick off a new NFL season, especially here on Sharp Money. You know, Amal, Dustin, all over the college football. So Thursday and Friday, a lot of that. Um, we've got the World Series getting going on Friday in Arlington. I'm looking forward to that series. Mike Palm stopped by. He had an opportunity if it was. It's kind of the, the inverse of what's happening with Dustin Sweetelson. Dustin's got fat numbers on both the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Conversely, for Palm, he needed the Phillies and he needed the Astros. Uh, busy time of the year. And again, we welcome you in. We'll get to the quarterback news, quarterback news out of San Francisco, quarterback news out of Tennessee, which is very interesting. Before we do, boys, I wanted to talk about this. We touched on it yesterday, Amal, and that is the NBA season kicked off last night. You know, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't necessarily call the three of us haters. (laughs) I would now understand I grew up with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Bill Ambeer, Rick Mahorn, Dennis Rock, like the bad boy Pistons. It was us against the world. That was like, I'm 78. That was 88. I'm 10 years old. Could you find a sweet spot for a human more than that, Amal? I, I, I put right there the NBA, my favorite sport growing up through the 90s. Well, okay? I, I'm just, that's what I'm telling you. Right now, it's not even on the radar. <laughs> I've always said David Stern killed the NBA for me. You want to talk 80s NBA, I tell you right now, you're not going to find five people that know the 80s NBA better than I do. And you're you're talking about your Pistons. If Isaiah doesn't turn his ankle in game six, the Pistons are winning three in a row. Yes. Okay, they're they're beating the Lakers in 88. And um, I'm with you on that. But I will tell you what, man, I I actually made tonight, I said 6.30 Pacific time. I am going to watch Victor Webinyama play tonight. I can't wait to see him play. We saw the LeBron debut in Sacramento uh, 20 years ago now. And now you've got a player who's kind of coming in with a similar hype. And Patrick, I'm going to tell you, I'm fascinated by what he's going to be able to do. The length is going to be a problem. You can't simulate 7.475 to be able to shoot over. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. And by the way, in the game you're talking about at the forum, game six, I think it was 88, Isaiah sprained an ankle. I, I'm not saying this is not hyperbolic. Don't, don't you smile, Dustin. I'm not 25 points on essentially a busted ankle. You'll, ne- you'll just never see anything like it. it. Go to YouTube. You can watch the full quarter. It's 88. It's game six. It's the Lakers. It's showtime. It's Isaiah on a bum ankle, 25 points in a quarter. That is inc- it's the best performance I've look, ever seen. Third, I'm going to find quarter. a tweet. I'm going to retweet it out. The reason Patrick Maher is never going to get married is because he will never look at a woman the way in this picture I'm going to tweet out. Out. He looked at Isaiah <laughs> it's Thomas when we had him on our old show. <laughs> yeah, but Wait, you got to show them all. You got to yeah, honestly show. We, we'll put it up at the rap radio, but, but you know what I'm talking about with that quarter of them all. 25 points in the third quarter. Listen, Zeke's career. I, I always kill Zeke because it just uh, some of the things off the court. But the reality of it is at Indiana, he wins a national championship in 1981. 
He he is a tremendous, tremendous player throughout his entire career. <laughs> Look it up. Show, tell him what you're laughing about. So we during the pandemic, our company had us do a bunch of interviews and we yeah. interviewed the bad boys. And Isaiah, you, Isaiah Thomas to me, I'm still getting butterflies thinking it like I, him and Steve Eiserman and Barry Sanders growing up. Oh I'm all God, like, it's impossible. Spoiled. And the the look on my face is like literally I wouldn't look at Cindy Crawford in her prime like that. <laughs> Well, that I find offensive because that's my all-time favorite, Cindy C. That but is my all- She used to have workout videos that I <laughs> would watch. <laughs> but speaking of which, <laughs> we can talk about... You sound like me right we now. We can talk about that beautiful lady from DeKalb, Illinois, another time. But I'm going to tell you, you're spoiled growing up in Detroit. Barry Sanders, Stevie Y., um, Isaiah Thomas. But my all-time favorite hockey player played for the Red Wings, Nicholas Lidstrom. I mean, oh, the guy Lidstrom won seven Norris best. trophies. I mean, he, he was just unbelievable. But I, I can't wait tonight... Uh, Victor Webinyama to see his debut and it's going to be a lot of fun and you're right we're not into the NBA as much for me personally it's it's part of the sitting out some of the uh, rest the load management the way the games are officiated superstars get too many calls like I think Luke is a phenomenal offensive player but my god dude every time you miss a shot it's not a foul on the defensive team those guys are getting paid to make plays as well yeah, no, you're right. And again, uh, generally, if I'm betting, I'm not betting sides. I'm betting totals in the NBA, but also just such a sea change as far as the posted totals. You know, you've got a full slate tonight. I'm looking at 12 games tonight and I'm seeing totals 230, 236, 235 and a half. You know, you go 10, 12 years ago, you were betting in the totals of 180. Yeah. <laughs> like the game has changed to beyond. And that's what I tried to outline a little bit yesterday. Just maybe a lot of people have an issue more of an outside, excuse me, inside out game as opposed to or three point game. I should just call it a perimeter game. And I think people have a problem with it. And that's the reason for the elevated point totals with the efficiency. Now, a couple of things. I want to talk about Wembyama with you, um, Dustin Amal, the Lakers and Nuggets last night. So the champs continued their dominance of the Lakers. Remember, they swept them on the way to the finals. The Nuggets did the Lakers last year, 119, 107, easily cover the four and a half where it closed. And, you know, speaking of that, it was really, in my estimation, about AD. And he's so confusing. Amal, can't win with him. Can't do it. Because it's like, I know this analogy is used all the time. Hot and crazy, whether you like guys or girls, hot and crazy is a weird mix because it's exciting. But in the end, the relationship is untenable. Pretty and cool. It might be medium as far as excitement, but it's peaceful and it lasts. What AD is, he's hot, he's crazy. Because 17 points in the first half, 0 for 6 in the second half from the floor, no points, no field goal attempts, minus 11 on the court. But this is him. You just jump on the roller coaster that is AD. You summarized it perfectly. I mean, this is a guy that winds up, as you alluded to, no points in the second half. But more importantly, just 6 for 17 shooting, fine. You can have an off night. I got no problem with that. But this is a guy when healthy, and if he's able to play, and he hasn't played since 2017, more than 60, uh, 70 games in a season. And to me... He's a defensive player of the year candidate when healthy. I thought five years ago, the mantle that Joker and Giannis have right now, which is the best players in the world, I thought this was going to be Anthony Davis for about a decade. The size, the ability, the skill set. He just for some reason has not put it all together. And it's not just a lack of health at times. It just seems like his personality, his disposition doesn't lead to uh, a situation you go, this is a guy that can carry us to a championship. LeBron's still a, a very, very good player. But Anthony Davis is the one that should be carrying the mantle and the mail for the loss. Los Angeles Lakers. I just don't see it happening. And watching that game last night, Patrick, the one thing I thought was Denver didn't skip a beat. They looked like they were still playing in June. The offense was outstanding. Aaron Gordon, hey, can we get him some more shots? I mean, all he did last night was go seven for 11. Kentavious Caldwell, no hope, Pope. He gave him some hope once again last night. Eight for 12 from the floor. Terrific. And then the underrated number two superstar on the team, Jamal Murray, continues to sizzle. 21 points last night. And then we know the Joker, I mean, just playing like the MVP. I mean, was this guy, did he actually, is he pretending he was not practicing all summer? I mean, this guy does not skip a beat last night. 29, 30. 13 and 11. Yeah, it, he was tremendous. Another triple double for the big guy and the Lakers, uh, fellas. It's this is year 21 for LeBron, and LeBron wasn't the problem. He was mic'd up. You knew LeBron was going to be peacocking to open up the season. He was mic'd up, trying to quote unquote implore his team. Look, LeBron's passive. LeBron's annoying. LeBron's not the problem. The problem is the big. Yeah. And I, when I see AD stepping out and shooting threes, I want to puke. 
It's oh. part of my language. They, they just won't say anything to him. Please stop. I know last night he was only one for two from beyond the three-point line. This is his biggest problem. There's nobody that can stop you in the block in the world. Nobody. And, and you want to sit there and be like, yeah, let me shoot a 23-footer. It drives me crazy. Uh, we can get to the late game from last night. And also, Amal has a play on the Western Conference and uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Did you have anything on the Lakers Nuggets, big guy? Uh, well, I just thought it was interesting with the NBA is that you could find the best angle. You could find the best thought process. But the day in and day out aspect of the NBA, it's just so unpredictable. I heard a lot of really sharp people that I respect that I think know a lot more about betting the NBA than I do say they love the Lakers in a revenge spot because of all the smack Denver talked after eliminating them winning the title wanting to prove they belong the new look roster all the additions they made in the offseason and the Nuggets just did what the Nuggets have been doing to everyone for the last couple seasons and just wiped the floor with them I uh, I just think the NBA is the hardest thing to, to handicap that's why I only look at the props where last night uh, here's another flex was a 2-0 uh, prop night for your boy I, well, I don't remember your props. I remember Patrick went one and zero because I remember it very distinctly. Twenty three and a half total combined of points, rebounds, there and assists. There you go. Thank you. Revenge with, uh, Chris for your Paul. boy, Chris Paul. Absolutely. Yeah. I lo- well, you know why? Because I love the angle. I, to me, I'm a big revenge player, particularly in the NBA. And I thought it was a great one. He went to with 29 combined across the board, and it got there pretty quickly. I know you had Kavon Looney over on the rebounds. And by the way, Patrick, for some reason, every prop betting market hates Kavon Looney in terms of getting rebounds. Oh, he I know. He just stands on the basket, and the it, Warriors are spreading out across the floor. And they're like, hey, KL, get the ball and just let's go. Well, here's what I'd say. He never adjusted in the postseason nope. last year for yep. his, his rebounds. He's a guy I routinely go back to when I know Draymond's out especially, and I know he's going to be on the floor more by himself as the main rebounder for for the Warriors. He's a guy I will go back to time and time again. I think that's a that's a key. Maybe this is the pro tip of the day. One that we haven't done a pro tip in like three weeks on the show, but everyone's in a town hall meeting right now, so no one's going to hear that. Um, pro tip would be. <laughs> Maybe find, when you're looking at prop bets, guys that you continuously go back to over and over again based on situations. Rely on guys that you know well each time if you're going to bet on them. And Kevon Looney is one of the guys for me. I, I like the pro tip he gave there, Patrick, and I think it's a good one if you're a prop better. I'm not as much of a prop better, but I'm going to give you a play that I always utilize in the NBA. Dustin and I talked about it this morning. Warriors are down 15 at the break. And during the in-play, Warriors, who were two and a half for the game, you could have gotten them at eight and a half, nine and a half throughout this basketball game. Either wait for a second half opportunity if you don't want to take it in the first half on an in-play number or wait to jump because the in-play, you could have last night had both sides at plus eight and a half or better at one point in time in this basketball game. The NBA and tennis are the two best live sports to be able to hedge and get middles on all day. I mean, we're talking about in theory, you could have had a 16-point middle on this basketball game on eight on both sides. I think that's a great point because a sport like the NBA that's about runs, you're just wait for that big number, like Amal said, take it and enjoy the roller coaster ride that is an NBA fourth quarter. Because even growing up, my dad said, you don't have to watch the first three quarters. We'll come back. Western Conference Defensive Player of the Year from Amal next. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, I heard that big guy. Let's go, Amal. Let's double team this. You're doing the read with me. VSIN Pro, become an unlimited access member. Right now, you get the picks, the top VSIN expert leaderboard. My assumption is the big guy said, have them all do the read because didn't he go 2 0, 3 0 last night? Yeah, he's been hot lately. He's on like a 7 0 run, and that means more picks are coming your way at vsin.com. Here's the thing. If we if, if Amal, he gives out plays, but the way that this show works, and I think it's a respect thing from Dustin, like we'll give out plays and Dustin, unless we tell Dustin, yeah, officially put that on the sheet, he won't put it on the sheet. So there's been times I'm like, oh, did that sh- pick make it on the sheet? Because I said it on the air and you want credit for it. Um, Amal, we, Amal, we have to pin him down because he's been on a freaking heater. But we just got to make sure they officially all get on the sheet there. Well, that's my fault. And uh, to Dustin's credit, he always does a great job of contacting me for it. But I just have to message him. I'll be honest with you. Selfishly, I'm just worried about getting my plane in with the best numbers. And I'm looking at where am I hedging. And so, yeah. uh, but it, it's been, I've been fortunate. The college football and NFL has been pretty good. So hopefully, I check out the top decent experts on the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and see which expert has the hot hand. There it is. Nice work. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 120 bucks through May 1st right now. Okay, boys. Uh, actually, the spirited conversation about the NBA, so I think we should keep it going. The uh, Dustin, you can set it up. We're going to use this example tonight. The Pistons, who are youngest team in the league, not going to be very good this year. They're catching 10, but I'll put it to you this way, Amal. Uh, the Miami Heat are laying 10, and the money line tonight is minus 425. But the way to set up this conversation in a betting strategy, Dustin, let everybody know what we used to do with the Warriors when they were running that dominant season. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Patrick and me used to do a show uh, that was on during a lot of these games. And the Warriors game would be tipping off usually like halfway through our show and we'd look for opportunities to bet on them but in 2017 or 2018 one of those years they were just such overwhelming favorites with such a loaded roster that you couldn't bet them pre-flop you couldn't bet them before the game started you had to find an in-game and for whatever reason this team just would mess around for like a quarter and a half and they would trail at some point a lot of times and as soon as they would get down like eight ten points something like that we would just hammer the money line on the Warriors and and then by the time the game was over, they'd win by double digits. Patrick, I love the strategy. Let's kind of break it down a little bit more at length here. First of all, the, those Warriors teams were unbelievable in terms of what they were able to do. Let's use a couple of examples. Start with last night. They're playing against the Phoenix Suns. They're down. They get outscored in the second quarter, 33 to 18. They were tied at the end of one in terms of scoring. And so at the break, they're, they're just absolutely getting crushed. They're 61 to 46. Now you've got an opportunity to take Golden State in the second half. They were minus two and a half for the game. Now you can get plus 210, plus 230 on the Warriors in the money line to win the basketball game down at uh, 15. Uh, it's actually probably higher than that. I'm sorry. I didn't even I look at it that closely. But the in game at the eight and a half was a number to me. I felt like on opening night, the Warriors are not going to lose this basketball game by nine points or more at home at the Chase Center. And I think what you guys were doing that was so intelligent is if you look at the pregame, last night was a short number, probably about 140, 145 on the Warriors because they were only two and a half pregame. But when you're seeing an opponent that you know they're going to make a run against, it's a great in-play opportunity. So if you took the money line, let's say you got $3 on Golden State when they were down 15 points. You sit there and you wait. 
They outscore Phoenix by 21 points in the third quarter. Now, all of a sudden, you go from minus 15 to plus 6 in terms of the scoreboard. And now the Warriors are probably about a 230, 240, maybe even a little bit higher favorite at this point in time. You could take Phoenix on the money line, plus 175 to plus $2. So regardless of the result, Patrick, you're going to walk out with a plus money victory on either side. It doesn't make a difference who wins the game. Now, if you're want to be a little bit more cautious and you want to potentially win both bets you could have taken plus eight and a half with the warriors you could have taken plus eight and a half with uh phoenix you had an opportunity to get a middle on the game this game winds up at four points you would have hit both bets yep that's no, perfectly put now do you have a strategy of how you would handle i'll just pick the biggest yeah. you know as far as the number on the board tonight and that is the number I find here, the Heat, how about this? The Heat lay in 10, the Pistons in town, and the Heat uh, pre-flop, 425 on the money line. Yeah, so this is a great example of a game you just picked. This is a game where tonight, what I generally do through the NBA board is I kind of scour, go through, and look at certain matchups and teams situationally. Miami, let's say they fall behind in the first half. Eight, ten points. You're going to probably get the heat at home minus four and a half. I wouldn't mind laying that number with Miami. I would potentially look at a money line play as well, depending on what the price is. But what I'm trying to do on some of these bigger numbers is wait and see where the number is in a situation where I think it's in my favor or the price is justified in laying it. Whereas the pregame, you mentioned 425, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I yep. think that's too high, right? Detroit, probably not going to win this basketball game, but I'm not laying 425 on the Miami no. Heat to win this game at home on a season opener. What I am hoping for is Miami does what they typically do, which is take the first half off in so many situations, and then they're trailing by six, seven points at the break, and now I've got an opportunity with some lower field goal percentages from the Heat's offense to take Miami in the second half at a much, much shorter price. And here's the advantage of doing that, Patrick. Now, this doesn't guarantee a win, but what it does is it mitigates your risk. Let's say I get Miami in-game at minus 150. They're down by six six points or five points at the break. And if Detroit makes a run, but it's, I'm sorry, Miami makes a run, but they can never get over the hump. And I see Detroit's always a minus 130, 140 favorite. And I'm about to lose the game. And I just feel like it's not going my way. I can take Detroit at minus 160, 170 on the money line. Now I'm going to lose some money but I'm not going to lose the full freight on Miami. So I can potentially mitigate the loss that I would have on the Miami Heat by taking Detroit the other way because now they're in a favorite position in the fourth quarter, assuming they got a three, four-point lead. So there's so many different ways you can to reduce your risk on certain plays that you have that where you don't end up losing the entire bet and you can just minimize it. Yep, no, I love it. And you can always kind of take a look at the board before these games tip off to find a spot like Amal's talking about situationally with these big numbers. Um, Kind of a theme today has been the futures market. So let's talk about the futures market. And we'll start with Wemby, Victor Wembayama, who you mentioned. Um, I I like this. You have him as far as the award season here. You have him defensive player of the year. DraftKings is showing uh, Wemby at 15 to 1. Well, look, there's six guys I've got on the list in terms of the top guys there. Rudy Gobert in some markets a little bit lower, but other than that, here, I'm going to give you the list of six guys. Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley, Anthony Davis, Giannis, and Bam. And real, uh, why I like Victor over these other guys. Jaron Jackson, we know how talented he is. Former Defensive Player of the Year last year. Great player. Evan Mobley, very good player. Also an elite shot blocker. Anthony Davis, health. We talked about it. Can he play 70 games? Probably not likely based on his history over the last seven, eight years. Uh, Giannis is a tremendous player, but I think there's going to be a lot of offensive burden. He'll have some opportunities to defend defensively, but what's going to hurt him a little bit, he doesn't have that great on-ball defender in Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is so good at defending the one, two, or three for an opponent. I think it's going to put a little bit more pressure on Giannis this year. Bam Adebayo, I like him, but he's a little bit undersized. I'm not as high on Bam or never have been as other people may be. Now I'm taking a look at a guy who's 7'3", 7'4", maybe 7'5", depending on where the official height measurement comes in. Patrick, it becomes so hard to shoot over him. He has the ability to alter so many shots and have such a presence that it helps your guards be able to play more up on your offensive player because if you get beat, you've got an eraser behind you. He is an international player, just like Giannis. If this thing is close at the end, the NBA has always tend to go with what's going to be marketable and what's going to be beneficial for them from a mainstream media perspective. Victor's coming in with more hype than anybody since LeBron James. He plays for the San Antonio Spurs, a team that's had great success and has done very well defensively. 12 to 1, 13 to 1. He may not have a great offensive game, but the one thing is defense travels. He can play defensively, whether it's at home or against more experienced players. I think people are going to be really surprised how difficult it is to score over someone with that length and that reach. 
No, I love it. That's a great breakdown. He's 15 to one right now. Wemby defensive player of the year over at DraftKings. Pretty damn good. Now let's stick with the West and we'll come back. We do have breaking yeah. news out of major league baseball. We'll come back after the break with that quickly on the Suns, who picked up the win again. That's without Bradley Beal and you like them and they're your second betting favorite at three and a half to one to win the Western Conference here, Amal. Yeah, I know you know this name well, but some people may not. And the reason why I like the Phoenix Suns is not because of Beal and Booker and KD. And by the way, I was late to the Devin Booker party, but I'm jumping on that bandwagon two years too late. About a couple years ago, I realized he's an elite scorer. And Bradley Beal is probably the best number three option on any NBA team across the board. He's outstanding. But Yourself Nurkic, the big man at 7-1, and what he can do. Patrick, he doesn't have to be great. He's just got to do what DeAndre Ayton did, rebound, and score when the opportunities present themselves. You've got three bona fide scoring superstars. The guys that I just referenced are all lead dogs on any team they play in terms of scoring the basketball. Nurkic is a guy that can patrol the paint, rebound, give you a few blocks, alter some shots along the way, and just stay out of foul trouble. He's very dangerous. Look, Denver's a really good basketball team. I think Golden State's a threat. The Lakers potentially, if they're healthy, could be dangerous. Sacramento has gotten better. But at the end of the day, if you get the type of scoring and the ball distribution we saw last night from Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns are going to be coming out of the Western Conference. That's great. Tremendous. And just to close it out, you do like the Celtics at plus 180. So you can find maybe find a closer to two to one in the East, correct? Yeah, my favorite player plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But they lost an all-world defensive player in Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is going to be a pain in Damian Lillard's side. Tatum, Brown, uh, Al Horford off the bench. Kristaps Porzingis with his height. He's a guy who's a number four on this team, is going to be tremendous. He's not a superstar, but what he is is a rim protector and a shot alter. He doesn't have to be great. He's going to present some challenges. I think Boston's going to be a tough, tough out this year. Check out Amal Shaw's back there, Dustin Sweetelson, because he just carried us through the segment. That's not bad. We'll, t- we'll take it. And we're coming back. Breaking news out of Major League Baseball. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you take a look. We're always debating who's number one here on Sharp Money. Well, Zinnikity pouches are already number one. You can buy the pouches at your local convenience store at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Make sure you check out Zinn. A bunch of different flavors as well. Uh, When you check out, I actually saw somebody. You know who it was? It was... um, is it Sunway Koo, the kicker for the Falcons? You're, you might way. be smiling. Young Way Koo, but my apologies. And uh, he was he was doing like a after practice, he was doing a press conference, and somebody came up with a Zin uh, packet, and they handed the tin to him, and he grabbed a couple of Zins and popped them. Oh, so. a little Zinachino. <laughs> That's a TikTok star, correct? Am I, am uh, I well, no, there's a bunch of nicknames for it. A little Zidney Crosby. Like, just That's hilarious. Find a way That's to hilarious. alter words into having Zin mixed into them. So, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. We do have breaking news as we welcome you back. So, uh, um, I guess you'd say Mike Palm was very upset that this man's team didn't make it to the World Series because there was 30 thousand dollars on the line, the Astros. But Dusty Baker has officially retired as the Houston Astros manager, uh, a manager for 26 seasons. Nobody dislikes Dusty Baker. Everybody loves him. His quote on the way out was, quote, I'm gone. (laughs) Dusty Baker, done as manager of the Astros. You know, that was... Maybe an underrated storyline last year, Amal. He had gotten so close with so many franchises. Even back to even the Nats kind of sandwiched a nondescript team. Dusty Baker won a lot of baseball games. And when he got that championship last year, that was a that was a great story because he's a dude that's universally loved. Oh, you're absolutely right. I go back to the 0-2 Giants, right? Game six, Russell Ortiz with the six nothing lead in the sixth inning. And Dusty had always kind of had these collapses. His record, unfortunately, during yep. uh, game sevens was not particularly good. He was over in his career. But you're absolutely right. Him getting that. I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was a little bit under appreciated in terms of that he finally got that ring and got that monkey off his back in terms of winning a World Series. He, he had done a tremendous job. Look at what he elevated the Cubs. He elevated the Reds, the Nationals. You talked about it. He had done a great job. And four years in Houston, this team was in the ALCS every single year. Yeah, it is still fascinating, Dustin. 
that even Dusty Baker was unable to perceptively change the opinion nationally of the Houston Astros. Because Dusty Baker's literally the like, most likable dude. Like even, you know, with the toothpick and the wristbands, but people still can't stand the Astros. No, but I will say this. Last year, the only part that made you feel okay about Houston winning the World Series Fair. is that a lifer like Dusty Baker had been so close with so many teams so many times, finally got his ring as a manager. Like this guy was so, like look back at the teams he had. with He, he won 95 and 97 games in two Two years with the Nationals. He won 90 plus games three times with the Reds. I don't even remember with the Reds, to be honest. Uh, like he was there with the Cubs, which is whatever. But San Francisco, he had bonds. He had that run to the World Series against Anaheim. Like this guy was on the cusp of it his entire life. And he finally got it. And as hated as the rest of that team is, you felt good that he got one. Dustin, you might be a little bit young for this, but Patrick will remember this. 93, the Dodgers and the Braves come down to, I'm sorry, the Giants and the Braves come down to the final weekend of the series. That was the year Barry went to San Francisco's first year, hits 46 bombs, mm -hmm. I think he drives in a buck 23. They win 103 games, yep. no postseason. That was his second most wins yep. in his career in a season where he won 106 last year and finally got the ring. But, I mean, this guy, I, I think being a former player with the Dodgers and having had success in 77, winning a World Series, winning a National League MVP, I think is what helped him kind of be able to manage guys so well. Yeah, Dusty Baker. Wow. So he steps away, retires. I have to think this is it. Dusty's probably older than we think he is. What would, I got what it. would our guess be? No, well, I, I saw it, so I'm going to just make this comment. Dusty Baker at 48 looks 74, and today he still looks 74. <laughs> is that what he is? Yeah. Yep. He's perpetual. He's been 74 for four decades. Yeah. Hard to do. <laughs> got to hang up those wristbands, unfortunately. <laughs> got to hang up. Somebody posted, it was, maybe it was Bregman. Uh, maybe it's an old one because I'm not as savvy as you are with social Dustin, but people hate the Astros so much. So there was this gift float around where Bregman like held up four fingers, maybe like denoting I just hit a grand. I don't know yeah. what it was. And everybody was retweeting it and saying the amount of t uh, the amount of games you're going to lose to the Texas Rangers or whatever. <laughs> like just insert whatever four means in a negative way to the Astros and Alex uh. Bregman. That's what everybody was doing. They like. Bregman and I can't think of two people that are more despised across sports right now than Bregman and Altuve. I would agree with you. For me, it's the Altuve one where he hit the walk-off homer and he's coming to home plate and he's like grabs his jersey like because he's got the oh that, yeah that thing underneath his jersey to let them know what the pitch is. And I'm, he's like, "Don't grab my jersey." I was like, "Dude, come on, man! These are great players to begin with. Without this, I mean, Altuve's an all like." Where does Altuve rank? Like he's is he all time great? No, statistically, like he's up there. When you look at some of his elite years, he had he was a battle. He did he win a batting title? He definitely contended for a few. Events. Right off the bat, his numbers were incredible. I feel like he hit like three seventy one year or something. I could be wrong about that. Let uh, me look. Did he win a batting title three times? Yeah. Okay. He By the way, he's he's <laughs> yes, that's okay. a good answer. <laughs> he's the second greatest, in my opinion. I know I'm leaving somebody out. He's the second greatest Venezuelan player of all time. Behind Richard and Hidalgo. <laughs> he was pretty good for a year. <laughs> Miguel he is Cabrera. 30, yeah, Miggy. He's 33. So I, I just think it, it's shocking when you when you look at his numbers for his career, like how consistent he was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eight, he's eight, been incredible. Eight-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, six silver sluggers, two stolen base leaders. Amazing. Yeah, he's an all-time second it? baseman. He's an all-time. He definitely is. Let's see. By for average, you said did he bet? Let's see. The he did bet three forty. He had a a, a two-year period where he batted. This is sixteen and seventeen. He hit three thirty-eight and three forty-six. Wow. And it's three sixteen because he's so short. The automatic assumption is this guy should hit one two in my lineup. But I think the reality is he was probably meant to be a middle of the order three, four guy. I was going to say a three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're probably right. Also, he was signed um, at an open tryout for $15,000. It's good investment. <laughs> I think that paid off in the end. It's good ROI. I just always I always remember with the Caribbean countries, um, 
maybe it was it was Dominican. And I remember just being at one of those, you know, all inclusive, which is basically the same thing. You get Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Aruba. It, you don't leave the compound. Yes. You get watered down <laughs> drinks, sugar filled <laughs> drinks and terrible fried food. And, and you're just like, I'm just a dumb American. Um, but I remember I was walking on the beach. at I think it was Dominican. And there was legitimately on the beach. They had. Um, pro scouts set up there, like uh, practicing with dudes. Did you go like, try out? <laughs> no, I, I just, I just remember it being like very, not clandestine, but just it was somebody had that had like a tiger's hat on. Like they're literally trying kids out right now that play in bare feet. What, what was you know that, what I mean? What was that Disney movie they made um, about the two guys from India? Oh, yeah, the uh, oh, million dollar right. arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's similar to what you're saying. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, 100%. And yeah. um, no, it's uh, so again, Altuve and Bregman. I'm trying to think across sport right now. As hated as them, it's really tough to find people as hated as them because they are known cheaters, right? Like, <sighs> it, it, it would, if it were keeping it on the field, it's just things you do on the field. I am struggling to come up with another person. Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> well, can you think of somebody off the field then? No, I don't want to say. I don't know. It, yeah, <laughs> Harbaugh's a good – Harbaugh in Michigan right now, taking some. I, even for me, who like grew up in Michigan, I, I just am not – I don't know. I find the team – I find Harbaugh and his shtick loathsome. And so how, how coordinated this all has been – has I don't know. It's really turned me on um, Michigan this year. I, I don't know how you two feel about it. I, I'm indifferent. I've never been a big Harbaugh fan from a personality standpoint. Um, I think they've had better coaches with better personalities there, and I'm a little bit surprised based on the way he handles some of the things. You know, this is a guy who's been around the game his whole life, and, and it's what really kind of just solidifies it is when you look down at Baltimore and you go, "That's his brother." <laughs> Like, I know. It, there's such a contrast. Yeah, John Harbaugh is one of the most likable guys around the league. I love the way he handles situations with his team, good, bad, or indifferent. He's just tremendous. It is really con- – and Stallions, by the way, is trending right now on Twitter. So Connor oh. Stallions is the dude um, that put together the scandal that's happening in Ann Arbor right now. So Don't, we shall see. You, you, you can't do shady stuff in today's world. You're going to get caught. Like, there are literal cameras. When Michigan comes out and says he's a low-level staffer, he's not involved, he's acting on his own, he's doing all these things by himself, there's video of him on the sidelines directly speaking to the defensive coaches to tell them what signs are. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh was at the Chris Carter Rookie Symposium. You need a fall guy. That's <laughs> exactly right. I still can't believe Chris Carter. Is he employed? Not that I know of. Yeah, I think he, some he other went stuff and happened. told a bunch of like twenty-one-year-olds, <laughs> like it's okay, just just blame somebody. I'll just have a fall. It's the most incredible thing ever at a sanctioned event. When we come back, quarterback news. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, bet five bucks to win $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code SHARP for new customers at DraftKings. Remember, every day, no sweat, same game parlay as well. But again, five bucks, 200 bucks instantly. Promo code SHARP, DraftKings, the crown is yours. Mal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, final segment of the day here on a Wednesday. We had breaking news, Dusty Baker. I'm done is the quote. He's done. He's out as the Houston Astros manager has decided to retire. So that's breaking news in baseball. Uh, this is dangerous, but Dustin Sweetelson just went to the restroom and came back and said that he had breaking news for the show. There's floor is yours I think. yeah so uh those that don't know there is a waitress here at the d who has caught my eye we had a brief moment where we said hello and talked to each other and small talked and introduced each other and from time to time i'll see her oh, peek no. around a machine and we, we make eye contact and i think there may be something and then on my way to the restroom just now because i have a very bad prostate apparently uh her and i connected and we were walking in opposite directions as she was going to be bringing drinks to someone and i was going across and i smiled but i did the old uh hey how's it going and she was like everything's good and just walked by and that's all the interaction was and maybe i made up everything that we i thought we had in my head well, first of all, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, I'm going to keep shooting. That's okay. Maybe she was in a little bit of a rush. Maybe the person was waiting on the order. Look at it from a positive perspective. Yeah, we will We will see. Um, uh, I, I thought I was, she smiled back, but I thought I was going to get more of an emphatic high back because I did. I, we did make eye contact several times since the last time we spoke, but uh, it, it didn't feel like she was into the hi, how you doing as much as I thought she was going to be into. I'll take it a next. I'll take it another step. Sounds like a purposeful pitch. It sounds like a brushback on her part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I see you staring. She maybe she has been making eye contact. Maybe I've been just like eye Googling her with my eyeballs, just like staring at her. And she's just caught me a few times. And it's freaking her out. Did she mention letters T.R.O.? <laughs> What's T.R.O.? Temporary restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wants a permanent one. That's the issue. <laughs> or maybe I'm confusing yeah. her with another girl. Maybe it's just another girl and they look alike. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing them. So your quote was, how are you? I like, hey, how are you? And I smiled. I'm trying to smile at people these days. I'm trying my best to smile at people because I know my face naturally just goes down. Is that what people get Botox for to go up? Does it make it go up? Should I get Botox? Well, I, I won't say anything because I'll leave the shtick. Uh, going up is something that you would generally run with here, so I'll move on. Well, I was um, hoping but, she was going to make it go up, but apparently uh, that's not going to happen. Exactly. But I knew, I knew for, I knew for a fact that, you know, for, for example, girls love when you say something you said to your buddy. How are you? Right. Come on. You got to do better than that. That's a little in person. I was just like keeping it moving. I got things to do, which was mainly go to the restroom. Uh, but yeah, I was hoping maybe seeming busy and in a rush and she was doing something to that. Like, but I just wanted to acknowledge her presence. I thought acknowledging I, the presence would be good. I, I have to ask you to a question because and Dustin, you probably know this, but growing up, I obviously was a Detroit Lions fan, but they were terrible. And my other team, for a good reason, was the Houston Oilers. The Houston Oilers were my team because one day my dad, who worked at the post office, worked with Curtis Duncan's brother. OK, uh -huh. if you don't know who Curtis Duncan was, the Houston Oilers back in the day, first off, they had the sweetest uh, uniforms, which the reason that's the reason I'm bringing them up. But they had uh, Warren Moon, Curtis Duncan, Ernest Givens, Haywood Jeffries, Lorenzo White. Like they, they were a team that just was always Jack Pardee was their coach. They were a team that was always there, but never could quite get over the hump. You remember those teams all. And my dad, I just thought he he was a celebrity because he worked at the 
post office was somebody's brother that was in the NFL and Curtis Duncan uh, was the brother in the NFL. Now, I bring it up and I got to give credit to Taylor Lewan and who does the show Will with Comp- him? Will Taylor, Compton. Will Compton. They had C.J. Stroud on the show and they asked this question. Of course, C.J. Stroud plays in Houston. They asked the question, who deserves to wear the sweet Houston Oiler throwbacks? You know the call. You can think of the blue. You can those think of awesome. like those are to me to this day. They're my favorite color cord combination and favorite uniforms in the NFL history. And the question is because obviously the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee and now they're the Titans. So who gets the throwbacks? Is it the Titans? The Titans will be wearing them this weekend, uh, the, or is it Houston that originally had the franchise? See, I thought the Texans should have kept the Oilers. Right, because I love the logo with the oil rig. On oh, the, or, yeah, the the oil, I'm sorry, not the rig, the refinery yeah. on the side of the helmet. And you mentioned it, the colors, Warren Moon in that sweet light powder blue. I mean, so that was good. a good uniform. You left the state of Texas, yep. right? You left where they're known for oil, and that's where the Oilers were. Once you decide to leave the city, you cannot be wearing the colors and the logo of the city you abandoned. No, no, no. The Houston Texans should have shown up in the NFL like the new Cleveland Browns did and said, no, we are the Houston Oilers. We are not the Texans. It's a disgrace that they left that town. Tennessee's not known for oil. <laughs> well, Utah's not known for jazz music. That's another disgrace. <laughs> That's a good rebuttal. It's another disgrace. And you don't know that. Okay. You ever, ever hung out at the bars in Utah? Well, yeah, I have. I went there on a Sunday. You can't get a drink. Um, <laughs> so I bring it up as well because they're going to be wearing the Titans, the throwbacks, and quarterbacking the team. It looks like Vrabel said Will Levis is going to get the start, of course, a, a 33rd overall pick in this last year's draft. But did you guys hear the same thing that Malik Willis is going to get some time as well? So with Tannehill out, it looks like it's going to be Will Levis and Malik Willis. Well, with that being said, I will take either the under or the Falcons minus three here. Uh, Moneyline playing the Falcons as well. And if you've got some serious stones, how about taking Atlanta right now in a survivor spot against Tennessee? Patrick, you and I talked about this at length before the draft, and Dustin was in agreement with us. None of us, the three of us, saw anything out of Will Levis that justified the conversation of him going in the first round. Finally, scouts got something right and dropped this guy to the second round. Yep. Like, yeah, he's not an NFL starter. That I don't, is there anything else there? And Amal um, mentioned that they're going to be hosting Atlanta. Um, two and a half. Circus showing three. DraftKings is showing three right now with Atlanta laying it on the road. I mean, I have two pretty consistent themes in this show. One, I'm in love with the waitress who apparently doesn't love me back. Two, I think Desmond Ritter stinks, but I'm going to lay three on the road with Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. <laughs> at the Titans. Uh, Mike Vrabel as a dog's been great. He's never had to deal with what he's about to deal with that quarterback. It's going to be a gross display of offense from them. I and the Falcons cover the field goal. Guys, the problem is they've scored in their two wins, they scored 54 points against the Chargers and the Bengals. In the four losses, they've scored a total of 50 points. (laughs) I actually just got two and a half. I'm taking the two and a half. So yeah, two and a half. So you take the number. You'll be fine. Uh, So We've debated this on the air and off the air all day today. And that is, remember, we're getting going on Friday World Series, Arlington. Amal, I don't know if you saw this. It's not going to be Montgomery. Game one, not. Nathan Avaldi is going to get the start for the Texas Rangers. Big game, Nate. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, look, it's not going to change my position on uh, Montgomery 22 to 1 to win the World Series MVP. I don't think we're going to see a sweep out of either team, and especially Texas, if you're betting them for the World Series MVP. Of all these pitch well guys, but I'm just going to stand in my position here with Jordan Montgomery at 22 to 1. I think him and, did you say Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallon was 20 to 1? Gallon, uh, right? Gallon was 20 to 1. I, I think, Patrick, those two are the best bets for World Series MVPs, and I'm in agreement with what you said earlier. The Rangers are too high of a price at minus 175 to lay on Texas. I totally agree. I'm a little, I'm equally surprised with Evaldi uh, getting the go. I think it's just, I just think it's because Evaldi last pitched Sunday and Montgomery pitched Monday. I just think that's all it is just to keep them on somewhat of a routine here. Fair enough. Okay. On the way out, boys. I I don't know if you have, I don't. So I'll just throw that out there. I don't have an official play tonight, but if you guys do feel free. 
No, I tell you what, um, you look at the matchups tonight, Jacksonville State taking on Florida International, this one in Miami at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Tough game to back, but FIU's offense has been completely inept. They had one good quarter against uh, UTEP, or I'm sorry, they gave up 21 points in a bad quarter. Eek out a win last week against Sam Houston State. And the other one, Dustin, tonight, UTEP and Sam Houston State. Can't touch any of these teams, but remember, guys, UTEP, you take them points. I'm going to lay the three and hook with Sam Houston State because I basically have bet on every single one of the Bearcats games start the year. I can't quit them, and I think they're the only team in this matchup with actual offense. The other game is tough. FIU is so bad. Jacksonville State runs the ball a ton. They're going to mix in both quarterbacks most likely. But for Sam Houston State, I wanted it. I bet it at three. I bought bought the hook down to three on like Tuesday thinking it was going to keep moving. It has not moved. It stayed at three and a half. But I've watched enough UTEP offense to know they stand Two NBA props real quick. Xavier Tillman from Memphis, over seven and a half rebounds. Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons, over 16 and a half points and rebounds combined. Those are the two plays tonight. It's two ugly plays, but they're playing. We'll take them. So it ended up the Palm V Prince was a push for week for the first time, right? Yep. I had three, three and a push. I can give Palm the victory just for the James Franklin line. The Franklin line wasn't bad. You both could that have was won good me though. over, but you didn't. We need on, a on clock the, for the, next week. I think you're I right. I think a 30-second clock mm-hmm. with the ticking, we'll, we'll get that going. All right, great show, boys. Mike Paul and Trevor Maddich, thank you. Chris Myers, thank you. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and we'll see you tomorrow. Here's Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.